two readings this morning from Romans 6, first of all, and then in Ephesians 2. So Romans 6, verses 12 to 23, and that's on page 1069 of the Church Bible. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I'm using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness what benefit did you reap at that time from the things that you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So now we turn to Ephesians 2 reading from verse 1 to 10, and that's on page 1,109. <clears throat> As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us who... All of us live, also lived sorry, among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved." And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast." For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
Lucy, so the dragons had choices to make, didn't they? They listened to the free people who pitched their ideas and they chose whether they were in or out. Duncan seemed to struggle to get it, to understand it, and he didn't like anything. Whether it was a pitch about sliced bread or hotcakes or following Jesus. Deborah and Peter chose differently and decided they want in with sliced bread and with hotcakes, but they didn't choose to back Jesus Christ. So I'm wondering what choices we make, big or small, in our day-to-day lives. Let's chuck some ideas out there, just shout out. Some, some choices, big or small, that we, we have to make each day. What do you eat for lunch? Okay, that's... Would you say that was a big choice or a small choice? Uh, quite a small choice. Quite a small choice, okay. <laughs> Food has a bit more of a ruling influence in my life. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Any other choices, big or small? Tea or coffee? Absolutely. Just a quick choice. Do you fancy a tea or coffee when you're trying to have a drink? Hannah Moore. What clothes do you wear? Fantastic. Uh, with nervous trepidation, Andy Clark. <laughs> Shall I get out of bed this morning? <laughs> Fantastic. Amina. Whether to go back to work or not. Big choice. Ben. What toys to play with? That's going to be a big choice for you. Let's just take one more if there is another hand up. Yeah. You forgot. <laughs> Henry, whether to make your own bed, I'm looking at your mum and dad. I don't think they see that as a choice. But admittedly for you, it is a choice. So we make choices every day, loads of them, big and small. Jesus came into the dragon's den to pitch forgiveness of sin, eternal life. And as we heard, he got, he got one reception, one choice from all the dragons. So what about sin? If Jesus is pitching forgiveness, what about sin? Well, in our reading from Romans today, we heard this verse. Do you know that if you present yourself to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? So there's a choice that we can make, either to follow sin or to follow God. So let's take a moment to think about what happens when we choose to do something we know is wrong. Because you see, the problem is often when we make one wrong choice, it often spirals a bit out of control. I have an illustration to help us do this. So I'm guessing that all of us here have told a few porkies in our time. We've all told what we might regard as white lies, but we've all told a lie in our lifetime. Does anyone want to dispute that and remember that there are bible verses i knew you'd do that there are bible verses which challenge you on that yeah so sorry yeah no okay well yes we can do that we need a volunteer can be an adult can be a child and we quite fancy the volunteer being lee pack and brown Well, <laughs> Lee, would you come up? Thank you. So, Lee has been struggling with the great sin of lying. <laughs> In this hypothetical illustration. 
where there's no accusation at all. <laughs> and you see, the problem is, Lee, you tell a small lie to someone, and that leads to telling another lie to cover it up. So we've got this rope that's going to illustrate the effects of this on your life. So you've told one small lie, which you thought was a little white lie, but now you're telling another lie to clear it up. But the problem is, Lee, that lie leads to yet another lie. And before you know it, that lie leads to yet another lie still. And you keep lying and you keep lying and telling more and more lies and it gets out of control until you're completely bound up by this sin of lying. And what started off as a little choice where you didn't mean any harm suddenly suddenly becomes something much bigger. You are bound up and cannot get free. (laughs) It was a high-risk strategy choosing me for this illustration, admittedly. You, You are bound a bit by the chains of sin, but they are there. And the sin that you and I struggle with might be slightly different. It might not be lying that you're struggling with. It might be that you've spoken badly about someone and get into the habit of doing that rather than showing them love. It might be jealousy or anger. It might be gossip or disobedience. It might be hatred, greed or something else altogether. And the good news is that Jesus came to set us free from sin. When he died on the cross, Jesus made a payment for all of our sins. We were bought um, by the death of Jesus for God. And Jesus' resurrection, which we're celebrating this morning, proves that Jesus, the Son of God, has the authority to forgive our sins, but also to set us free. So if Lee turns to Jesus, he gets to have his sins forgiven. And so we're going to illustrate this now by breaking Lee free from his ropes and his bondage. Though that might be a mistake because it might have been useful for the rest of the service just to be tied up. Can you thank Lee? Thank you. And we're going to think again about what it is to break free of the sin that binds us and all the things that, um, that are wrong in our lives, in the life of our world, and to know the hope that we have in Jesus. We're going to be thinking about that again in our prayer time and then at the end of the service. But we're going to stand as we're able and proclaim the Easter joy, singing Happy Day together.